What is it right now? It's 9 p.m. Thursday, September 2nd. Is that what it is right now? 9 p.m.? 846. 846. So we're about an hour, or sorry, three hours and 14 minutes from uh, Certified from CLB. Lo- Certified Loverboy. Certified Loverboy Drake. What do you think of the uh, album cover? By the way, this is uh, Kyle Warner of the Warner Brothers Podcast, joined by my younger brother, Keenan. Your last podcast in Vermont. We'll get to that, but welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Good yes. Uh, what did I think of the album cover? I see what he was going for. I see what he was going for as far as like now when you like, for instance, like whenever you see the pregnant emoji, how are you not going to think of Drake or CLB? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I see it from that view. On the other hand, I'll see that it's like it's kind of lazy. Like you had all that time and it was, you know, 12 or so pregnant emojis. I think it was 12. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. How do you feel about it? it? Um, it just felt weird to me. Like obviously, it it really felt weird. I didn't get it fully. Like I get it, but it just didn't. I felt like you could come up with something way, as you said, lazy. It felt like you had all this time from Dark Lane demo tapes, which was in May of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yep. And that that's your last project, which was kind, of, which obviously was just a demo, like just was kind of a mixtape. You had all that time, and you just come up with twelve different ethnicities coming with your pregnant emoji. Like that just doesn't feel. I get what he's going for. Fits with the theme of the album that he's going for with Certified Lover Boy. We're gonna get. I'm real interested to see like what version of R and B Drake we get because mm-hmm. you know being Certified Lover Boy, it's gonna have the uh, it's gonna have the tunes for the ladies. Um, yeah, of course. And Drake, you know, he excels at that. So I'm real. I've heard though, like leading up to this, everything I'd heard about it is like it's gonna be his like definitive rap album. So you got that mixed with the album content and what it looks like. I'm real interested to see what it is. I'm. I haven't been this hype for a Drake album probably in I don't know. It's been years. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not. I'm not one. Obviously, listen whenever Drake releases, mm-hmm. but like I can't remember the one time, the last time I was really like, oh shit, can't wait. Um, probably views for me. Because views, yeah, was views com- had some hype. Because views was coming off. Views of, had a lot of hype. Actually, views was coming off of uh, his late uh, last album was um, no nothing was the same, and then there was if you're reading this is too late. So that was those two coming off of that, and then so I was ready. And, and then Summer the future 16 collab and future collabs. So like all of that was like all of that was like some of your best Drake, and you're like mm-hmm. okay, he's coming into this project. Obviously, as I said, Summer 16 came out, and you're like okay. And then Views came out. And that one, eh, it, it's grown on me over time. It's been, it's better as I've listened to it, but it's still, it's nothing great. I wouldn't say it's, it's not. Probably, probably my least favorite Drake album. It, it is mine. That one or Scorpion, they kind of. Yeah, Scorpion's, Scorpion's got some hits. I mean, as does Views. Views has got its good album, or uh, its good tracks on it. Yeah. But as an album, cohesively, probably my it's, least favorite. It's weird because I feel like More Life is better than both of those, but it was considered a quote-unquote playlist. Yeah, I love but More I, Life. More but Life's, I like More Life better than both of those. More Life is probably, just today, like, what's your top three Drake albums? Nothing Was the Same, Take Care, and probably Thank Me Later in that okay. order. Okay, Thank Me Later, okay. I think mine would go... Unless we count this, so far gone, then I'll count that. As are you well. counting that? Okay, then I would probably switch. Thank, thank me later, and so far gone would be like head and neck and neck for me. Yeah, because I don't. That's crazy. I don't like thank me. I remember listening to thank me later quite a bit when it first dropped. You know, obviously that was his solo debut. Even mm-hmm. though, like we said, so far gone, which was his true debut. 
And he actually had a few mixtapes before that, actually. But yeah, uh, comeback season. I love comeback season. So actually. far gone was his first like commercial success, I guess. You know, yeah. that's really what woke him up. So, yeah, I would say one. If you're reading this, it's too late. Two more life. I think it's mm. yeah. To listen to more life, I think nothing was the same as the better album. Mm-hmm. If we're doing rankings, yeah, nothing was the same comes at third for me, and then. You know, it really could be so far gone too, but I would say so far gone is fourth. Yep. But so um, I'm a, I mean, maybe, and also I kind of get why "Thank Me Later" may be lower on yours, just because in twenty that was came out in twenty ten. You were a senior. I was like eighth grade going into freshman year. So I had maybe, nothing to do with that. I just think uh, the album's boring. Like it's real. I remember being disappointed by the album then. Like it's definitely got its its hits on it. It's classic. Miss like, Me. Miss Me is my favorite song on that album. Over. Probably. It's, um, I, I like over. Over's good. Yeah, um, so it's definitely good. Up. It's, light up's good. But, up all um, night. I'm just I'm coming off like I like Nikki's verse and up all night. Yeah, we got the Hawks saying talk about the Chiefs or yeah. the Peace State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But uh, I the fillers on that album they're all kind of boring to me. It's really mm-hmm. like it feels like nap music. You know what I mean? It's yeah. good. Like it's not bad music, but the vibe of that album is really like I don't know less than laid back it sounds like mm-hmm. rain music you know what I mean yeah. but like it's got like karaoke's dope like it's definitely got it's it's tracks on it but the other ones I can kind of do without yeah but. that's fair um and then yeah, yeah it definitely be nothing was the same thing me later I love both of those Drake's like in your top three rappers so like how how hype are you for CLB um, cause I'm hype like I know 1201 yeah, I'm listening to CLB I'm mad that my speakers ain't set up right now but in time I'm especially mad that they weren't set up for Donda but we'll get yeah. to that because that's a different type of album yes altogether. yes yes but uh I yeah. am very excited for Drake I'm always excited for Drake mm-hmm. I it's oh, he weird. said he's always excited for Drake <laughs> yeah, no ahead, I really ahead. am and it's it's even though I haven't been like the biggest fan of what he's been doing as of late like up to up to demo uh dark dark lane demo tapes I wish I could talk up to that, up to that point, I wasn't really fully into Scorpion. Obviously, I liked More Life, as we said, but I still, whenever he drops, I'm always ready to listen because I'm waiting for nothing was the same. I'm waiting for that again because I know it can come. And then, so and then with the obviously Dark Lane demo tapes, that and then Scary Hours two, I mm-hmm. liked pretty much everything. Both three pack. I like. I was gonna say I like. So you everything. like Dark Lane demo tapes? So really, you're I only, do. So only, the last two like projects, quote or thing, music he's released, I've liked. So I'm ready for the album. Word. So basically, the only law you don't like then is the Scorpion, the Views Scorpion. Yeah, the 2016 to 2018 with more life in between. Yeah, with more like like that that wave of Drake that was eh because I just. But you do uh, like more life. I do like more life, but like it's weird because like twenty. So like 2017, he was because that was when More Life came out. It was like 2016, and then 2018. It was that eh. He went up and it was a roller coaster for me rather than just kind of staying on got like the same level. Got you, got you. Interesting from a Drake fan perspective. Uh, you know, it's weird because Drake's fucking omnipresent. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't escape Drake. Yeah, you no, know, you can't. So, uh, you know, like today on Twitter, like this is the one. This is what like always. I don't want to sound like Mister Hater because I'm not that. Because you know, I can. 
I can listen to Drake pretty objectively, even though Drake can definitely be annoying away oh. from the mic and all that. Oh, he's still he's he the same Mr. with petty. LeBron. He's same petty with LeBron petty. with me. I love watching LeBron, LeBron, but LeBron it can be so annoying off the court. So like I I completely agree. So with that, with that said, like I can be pretty objective about him, but what gets annoying is like today so you know like the certified lover boy haircut mm-hmm. the heart the, yeah the heart design into his uh into his fade yeah bleacher report right tell me like just why like what why they got out of the blue they're like oh nba players with <laughs> the certified lover boy haircut with hearts in there so it's like lebron anthony davis and another laker with mm-hmm. hearts in the head you swipe and it's the brooklyn net like like what why, is that your sports your sports content site yeah. granted it's their twitter but like why you know what i mean yeah no i completely i completely get that so that shit that's the kind of shit that annoys me with drinks you're like all right he's dope and you know i don't if you want to get into this we can but like when you compare him to someone like kendrick lamar who does not have as much music as drake but the con- all four of those the- albums are like you could you can put them up with anybody's album you know depending but mm-hmm. they're upper echelon not saying drake doesn't have upper echelon albums but kendrick might not have the quantity of drake but he has the quality for sure some would say more quality he, um, you would say more quality yeah. would you drake Mr. as much as i love <laughs> as much he is as like I, salivating over this as topic. much as i love drake and i do drake has never put out a Tabimpa Butterfly mm. or a good kid mad city he has never put out an album that's or a touched section 80 someone or say. i was gonna say you could come because uh, so far so far gone in section eighty are comparable, like kind of comparable ish, just because of the way that. More so, what your taste would be with that? Because Drake's, that's such a, you know, all over album. He's yeah, got true. like all rock on that album, you know. Yeah, and I was gonna say true. I was only saying that because those are both mixed, quote unquote mixtapes, but commercial projects that really got them popping before their first debut. Mm-hmm. That's why I was comparing. Major label debut. Ma- right? Yeah, major yeah, yeah. label debut. So that's why I was comparing those, but yeah. Speaking of Kendrick, how did you feel about Family Ties? He went off. Okay. He went the fuck off. He's Kendrick. He sounded hungry. Um, he released. I don't know if you saw this because you don't. You don't be on Twitter that much, but he released like this, this new open thoughts. letter. New thoughts. So he he put it on an Instagram, and I follow I I follow him on Instagram, so I did see it. And I did Do read I not it. Follow Kendrick on IG. Damn. Uh, no, it, he did his thing where I mean he doesn't really post much at all anyway, but mm-hmm. he removed everything off of his IG. He did the same thing with the Heart Part 4. Mm-hmm. And that's what this track, his verse reminded me of the Heart Part 4 in the sense of, I'm I'm out, I'm coming for whoever, I'm taking off everybody's neck. That's, that's what, what it sounded like when he was rapping. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised because like we said, we, he released that letter like a week before. And everyone was like, ah, can't just come, can't just come. I'm like, we've heard that for the last year. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he drops next year. Yeah. Lo and behold, three days later, I see... Kendrick and Baby Keem dropping this Friday and I was like oh shit like why A why Baby Keem turns out I think it's his cousin, cousin. yep B that's way sooner than I expected and Kendrick did what you would expect Kendrick to do after a what three four year layoff yes. at this point I'm what the year Omega. was that that was 20, 2017 uh, April 14th 2017 <laughs> I remember wow. dates yeah man and then he came out with Black Panther in January I don't remember the exact date but January 2018 the soundtrack that he worked heavily on great music so yeah we should be getting new Kendrick new SZA he killed it definitely got some quotables definitely sound like he's going at Drake like who else are you going at you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. for um, sure Um, it made me it made me laugh because I had actually gone to bed surprisingly early for me it was like 
10, 30, 11 o'clock. I didn't know that he was putting out a song. I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, saw your snap that you sent me of King Kendrick, and I was King like, Kendrick. well, I'm up now. <laughs> Let me go see what Kyle's <laughs> talking about. I can see what Kyle's talking about, and it did not disappoint. I listened to it like four or five times at 4 a.m. <laughs> so that was, that was last Friday. Kendrick mm-hmm. comes out same night as uh, Kanye's last little stadium tour that he's doing. Yeah. Album listening parties, I guess. Donda drops on Sunday, 27 tracks. I guess it would be really like 23 if you condense it to all the part twos. Yeah. How do you feel about Donda? It's a little long. It's a lot long. A little long. <clears throat> it's, a little under, it's an understatement. It's a little long. Uh, just I, under two hours. Yes. I like it, don't love it. It's his best project he's put out since um, Life of Pablo. But I don't think that's also saying that much. Right. Because with Ye and Jesus, I thought it was. I almost thought it felt a little bit like a Jesus is King meets like Jesus in My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy when you come for production. See, like, yeah, I keep getting hints of different. Yeah. Different heard, albums of his, too. Like, um, on one song, actually, on. What song was it? On. Uh, before what I say, the Lauren Hill sample, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, he had a part in there where it sounded like he was singing the same way as he did on Lift Off, okay. on Watch the Phone. Like it, I felt, I heard different Kanye albums throughout the entire project. I got the feelings of obviously Jesus is King because that was his last album. He's supposed to be going more gospel content, mm-hmm. or you know, which is apparent on this album. So yes. you get those vibes. You got the. I've got real life of Pablo vibes, like you said. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about it, because you know, you could say it's like I won't say overproduced, but it's real theatrical. But a lot of yeah. Kanye albums are like even Jesus's, and I, you know, that's not my type of album at all. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like, um, but yeah, I got life of Pablo gives me Jesus King vibes. Gives me a little bit of 808s because yep. you know he's definitely grieving his mom on this album and yep. the ways he hasn't in past albums before. We haven't really heard Kanye talk about it too much since her it's death. Like he's openly finally admitting. Yeah, and, I mean obviously he had coped with it himself, but he's like to the public finally admitting like yes, this is how I've kind of felt about it. Obviously with the title of the album. And- yeah, because uh, graduation that came out either oh seven. I think fall of oh seven. That was my sophomore year, and then. 808s com- comes out in 09 mm-hmm. so his mom must have passed away in 08 and you know it's 2021 now yeah we get this Donda album so yeah I got yeah, elements of Life of Pablo elements of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy yep. like you said Definitely. so yeah those four Jesus King 808s Life of Pablo my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy definitely get vibes of those I I like it when Kanye cause he does Kanye raps on this Sometimes he does, yeah. And when he does, I liked it a lot. Like off the grid, hurricane he was, uh, praise God. Like there were songs where he was rapping, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, Kanye. Like give me a little bit more of this. A lot of good Kanye in this album. It's yes. not like it's, Jesus King was like. It, my description of it would be if you literally like gave gospel fly beats, and you just said like the most basic. God, Jesus, kind of yeah, and I, themes on it. Like, if you were just like, praise God, love you, you know what I mean? Like, the most basic things you could say over some really good beats, that's what Jesus King And that's is. fine. No and like, it's fine. I was going to say, it's fine completely that people are praising the Lord and whatever. That's no problem with that whatsoever. It's felt just, lazy from Kanye. I, yeah, I was going to say, week. I just hate it when it's basic. And Kanye strayed away from the basic 
it kind of felt like you felt more so like okay you got it sometimes but like oh god help me in this instance when i was going through this and stuff like this is where i found so like it, you actually give a story behind it rather than just saying hey jesus is king love him like mm-hmm. it just you actually get something that's substance behind the just praising so i'll say because i've only listened truly like i've listened here and there since then mm-hmm. last weekend between saturday oh no it dropped on sunday yes so between sunday and monday those two days i listened to the whole 27 tracks right so I haven't listened in one full day yet, so I'm still waiting for that one full listen experience. I don't have my speakers set up right now. I feel like they need to be for this type of album. Like this you, album's so musical, and you could tell that there's a reason why he was doing listening parties in a stadium. Okay, yeah. sorry, my level's good because I was talking out out of the mic. So you're good. Work. So uh, yeah, <clears throat> the music, the music elements in this album sound incredible. Yes. So being 27 tracks, like I've seen. A lot of critics have like completely dismissed this album. There's no fucking way you could have a true review of a 27-track album in a day. Like you can't. No. Like you can have your reaction to it, like me and you were giving right now, but you can't have a true review. So I'm looking to really sit with that album, see where it goes. Because like like you, I think a lot of the shorter tracks we like are more easy to mm-hmm. listen to. Connie's definitely rapping, like you said. Uh, the features on this are good. Yes. The Weekend Baby. Um, baby. I was gonna say you like <clears throat> you you commented that love the baby's yeah. verse. Um, I like Jay Electronica's verse. Jay Electronica's Jay Z's. They I took do. Pusha T off. Yeah, I wish they would just. I hope Kanye condenses this and just puts like all the part twos together so we can get the baby and Jay. Yeah, on it because yeah, no, I love the baby's verse. Westside Guns verse. Mm-hmm. Probably my other favorite on that album. But yep. yeah, take my f- initial takeaway. Like the one thing I remember besides the production so far, my immediate takeaways. How impressed by the baby I am on that beat. Yeah, That's was, the best I've ever heard him rap. I don't even fuck with a baby it like was, that. That one, that and um, under the sun. Oh yeah, yeah, I do like that one. I do like that yeah. one. Cool. Diamonds in my teeth. They probably don't think I'm intelligent. Like that under the sun was those. Those two are like okay. He actually can rap. And while he's we're not ta- just making music too. Most definitely. And while we're talking rap right now, like obviously Kanye dropped. Obviously, like we said, Kendrick Drake tonight. Don't sleep on what J. Cole and Tyler, the creator, those two specifically, have already dropped. Those are, you could make a strong argument for either one of those to be the best album of the year so far. J. Cole's is my favorite hip-hop album of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, up there with one of my two favorite albums of the year. Honestly, my other one's of uh, Leon Bridges, his uh, okay. Gold Diggers uh, soundtrack. That album, okay. I absolutely love that album. He's a real talented artist. I've yes. listened to. I don't listen to him like that, but I've listened to some of his music. I definitely, you know, have some of his songs liked mm-hmm. on my Spotify. This um, is really the first time I actually like dove into him, and that album, I absolutely love it. But Jake, but going back to what you were saying, J Cole and Tyler the Creator put out great projects. Absolutely, absolutely great project. Like J Cole's is flawless to me. There's not really any. Even the the they're obviously not tracks that are going to be ten out of ten every single one of them, but like there weren't ever any dull moments for me on that at all. Like every, I agree, you can't really. There's not songs. There's songs that you may not play at all one time, but they're not really any skips. Like eh, I don't like this song. No skips on Cole's album. Like I said when that first release, we talked about it. I think that's my favorite Cole album that I've ever heard. Like off the rip. Yeah, I'm like that's without a doubt. Yeah. Um, because he, he was just rapping the whole time. And if you were to listen, as like we talked about on the uh, other podcast. On that album? 
And we talked on another podcast. If you listen to his L.A. Leakers freestyle, you could tell that that album was going to be that. Yeah. Because his L.A. Leakers freestyle is one of the best freestyles of the year. So if we're taking that by, like, the the heavyweights, because, you know, Tyler, Tyler did, like, what Kanye, really what Drake does. You can't, you can almost have to call, I don't want to say pop, but you can't even quantify Drake and Kanye as, like, strictly rap, the way they do their stuff. No. Um, so Tyler kind of got in that category the last couple years with his albums, like Flower Boy. And I forget mm-hmm. what the other one before that's called. My throat is mad dry. So I <laughs> <clears throat> what Excuse is his album before that called? I can't remember. I feel like normally I would know. See, it's Flower Boy and then something else. But those mm-hmm. were real musical. Those were both considered like the best projects of that year, yep. you know, or up there in that range because, cause, you know, Tyler is a talented artist. This album, though, he comes back on his rap and shit. Yeah. That's right up there. That's so. That's what Drake's got to compete with. Kanye. I like Little Wayne's verse on Hot Wind Blows. I don't know. That's the same verse. That's one also, of my favorite Wayne verses. Also, Little Wayne. I he's been spazzing low key slow, for like the last say, five years. I was gonna say low, low key, key. It has been really low key for who Little Wayne actually is because obviously he had he, he had a skateboarding high, stretch where he was terrible. Yeah, I was gonna say. And then he like kind of just crept out of that around like first. Oh man. <laughs> no, he was just not a truck a fit. Car- Carter four time around that he would just wasn't cool. But like at the same time, the most popular he's ever been. Which yeah, is weird. It, it's, uh, it's, it was really. And Carter weird. four wasn't bad. I hated. Car- I didn't four hate Carter bad. four. I didn't like it as much as Carter three when it first came out. I like it today more than I did ten yeah, years ago because it's actually ra- the anniversary. It's yeah. ten year anniversary either this week or last week something but he's rapping more he raps more on that and actually does well more than you felt at the time but you just yeah, like had a love on that shit I fucking hated that song I was like what is Lil Wayne doing but I get it you know you he raps so damn much you're like let me let me try singing with a guitar I guess let me try skateboarding prom queen prom but yeah I remember like 2016 he dropped like M's remix with ASAP and stuff like that and he just started rapping again but everyone yeah. kind of just like did away with him and I'm like oh whatever yeah he just but man he's been killing shit like he I said low key for the last five he has last five years and it's weird that like you go half a decade and it's still low key really is especially right? for someone of that ilk like he's one of the most legendary rappers of obviously the generation so it's weird yeah. that someone like that you would think the second they got back you'd be like oh my god Lil Wayne's doing this but it really has just been under the radar that hot wind blows verse is crazy yeah, that's, yes. why, that's one of my favorite verses of the yes. year actually but real quick back to Kanye that album's so different than everything it's gonna be oh, you can't really judge it as rap that's such a like musical album and it feels like with the out how he did the album release parties like especially the last one he had like all his features come out and they mm-hmm. kind of just like stood there while the music played almost like a live music video or like a like a Broadway show yeah so he does something completely different than what what Drake or what any of these guys are doing so you know it's gonna be you almost have to judge that completely differently like only Kanye could do that I feel like you know yeah, what I mean definitely cause so, like Drake's in his own lane cause Drake feels like one of the only artists if not the only one who could go comfortably from pop to R&B to hip hop to like reggae tone and like comfortably fit there and you don't find hall. it dance hall rather and you don't find it weird and mm-hmm. then Kanye is a person who was like if you're listening to a Kanye project, you really feel like you're at a music, a musical. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the sound he so can give grand. you whatever different sound. 
going into a Kanye project, the one thing you don't doubt is there's going to be a bunch of sounds put together that are going to sound amazing regardless of the album. Like, you just can book that. It's going to be something you never heard before. And something that may sound weird to you at first because it's like, oh, I can't even think of the word for it. But innovative. It's not innovative. There's actually there's a musical word for it. It's I can't I can't think of this right now. <laughs> My music theory teacher would be upset. But <laughs> but but then when you grows over time, you're like, oh wow, that actually that actually sounds nice. Just because you're not used to hearing the noise, um, those uh, notes together. Mm-hmm. But once you hear it after a while, your ear becomes accustomed to it and it actually sounds good, not bad. I wanted to talk some football. I wanted to talk some Patriots, but this topic, like, I, I, just, I just have so many topics coming off from the Kanye, mm-hmm. from the Drake, from the Kendrick, like, because I've seen a lot of people with the weeks leading up because there is a supposed, alleged, I don't know if I believe it, a Kanye and Drake, there's something there. I don't know if you want to call it a beef, but there's something there. Checks Kanye, over stripes. Yeah, checks <laughs> over stripes. Kanye released Drake's address last week. Yeah, I saw that, which is random. So, you know. They got whatever going on, and it just obviously sparks the Kanye versus straight debates, which are and are not fair. Because, like I said, they're they're different than most hip hop mm-hmm. artists. If you want to call them hip hop artists, they obviously you know come from the culture. Yeah, but you know they feel more like pop artists. So it got me to thinking, like you said, Life of Pablo is probably the last like real good like you can definitively say like that's a good Kanye project right mm-hmm. and that one had to grow on you because of just how just so yeah long music like I could if you listen to anything since graduation really like 808's on is so so different from Kanye yes. since his mom dad really yes. you know that's when he got really musical the music got deeper you, you'd get these like on this album you get like an 8 minute song somewhere mm-hmm. or a 6 minute song you get a lot of those from Kanye uh Sorry, this is long-winded, but back to it. It got me thinking, since Drake really stepped onto the scene 29, 2010, you know, who's had the better run of albums? Initially, you would say Drake, but then you kind of think about it from 09. You got 808s, you got My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Watch the Throne is after that. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, if you want to throw this in there, you got the Good Music compilation album. Yep. Whatever. And then I think Yeezus after that, which yeah, is my Yeez- least favorite. So I like Yeezus, and then Life, then Life of Pablo, Yay, Jesus is King, and then Donda. If or Drake, you, you got that whole, you got the whole stretch. Basically, mm-hmm. you got his whole career. I think they have the same amount of albums throughout that time, or roughly the roughly, same. Probably, um, they each have collab albums. Uh, Kanye's is better than Drake's. Yep, you Watch the Thrones better than What a Time to Be Alive. It's funny because you know you get you get away from it a little bit, and. That's definitely like the watch the throne of this era. You know what I mean? The yeah. Drake and Future collab, what a time to be alive. But and that's only like four years after Watch the Throne. Yeah, it was twenty fifteen because well, I was in college and Jumpman was mm-hmm. bumping that whole album. <laughs> yeah, 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 Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman was the one from that. But yeah, Watch the Throne. You definitely probably got to give that the edge over What a Time to Be Alive. Mm-hmm. I mean. They even gave it like the silver, the platinum background compared to the Watch the Throne gold one. Yeah. And then there was going to be even at one point a Kanye and Drake Watch the Throne 2. That was... Which would have been... Which would have been something. I don't know. That probably would have brought out a new side of Drake that we never see. Maybe the best side of Drake that we've ever seen. Yeah. Throughout that time, Kanye has one to two... One to two classics. I don't know what... If you count 808, it's a classic. 
as long as it's a good album like what would you consider a good album because you know some people would call all them shits classic which yeah i don't see i yeah and i think that drake has two classics in that time and kanye has one personally one okay. classic and then two very good albums. What one being the classic from? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So you don't think Watts of Thrones a classic? Okay, then it would technically be two. Down to classic collab. Sorry, I was counting just their solo Solos. solo projects. Cause, um, but yeah, then they would have two and two because I would count that collab as a classic. Because I would say nothing sure. was the same. And Take Care. Those are the two classics for me. So for me, it would be nothing was the same. If you're reading this, is too late. And what a time to be alive. Back to back to back classics from Drake for that era. For me. Mm-hmm. Take Care. I almost want to consider Take Care a classic R&B album. I, I feel like that's more R&B. There, it's half and half. And it's half and half. And it's, I, per, for me personally, I think that one's a classic for me. I think it's a classic for sure for the era. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, it feels such more like when I look at the cover and everything, it evokes R&B vibes for me more than hip-hop which nothing was the same if you're reading this it's too late those do you know what i mean yeah. and then after that it really seemed like we knew drake's versatility but it seems like drake really honed into like the the pop the dance like the everything mm-hmm. else so that's when drake became you know the boy for real after yeah. that but <laughs> the boy the boy ah <laughs> uh, drake no, but that—that that is that. That's a, <laughs> that would actually be interesting to go through and really see every single album, mm-hmm. and actually compare who has the better run over that time. And also, it'd be interesting to see from there, because we're talking about Kendrick over quality over quantity. Does Kendrick's quality beat both of those quantities? To, Kendrick's to, up there with anybody, just because you can. You could call any one of those four projects I classic. Think, I think Dams is worst project, and I still think and that's, that's better like than, an 8.5 out of 10. That's better than most of anybody's favorite rapper's album. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think... I was that's kind of the thing with uh, like Kanye. Not to go keep going back to these two, but like 808s. Wasn't my favorite at the time. It was in a lot of art. Like it was so different from what he'd normally mm-hmm. done. But that album, musically better than most rap like the best stuff rappers could put out you know what i mean yes. as far you know depending shows, on shows, who the rappers are at that time but it shows their level it's like uh comparing it to basketball lebron goes or kobe goes 27 5 and 6 off like 8 of 20 shooting for kobe per se that is a decent to good kobe game that could be some players that's a great name that, for it i was gonna say that's 90% like, of the league that's I would say that's a great night for Mario Chalmers has that you're like Mario Chalmers may have had his best game of the season. I don't want to bounce so, off because someone like that. I want to bounce off because uh, there's so much I want to talk about. But <laughs> just with that basketball, I saw this on Twitter last night. One of my favorite follows. I don't got his name off the top right now, but he's a huge basketball fan. He's older, mm-hmm. and he was saying just at their peaks, Larry Bird's three year peak of the three straight MVPs two rings is up against anybody which is true mm-hmm. and that just got me to think like you know because people were listing like peak Akeem peak Kareem peak Will peak Jordan peak whoever LeBron all peak Curry could have been a thing if he would have completed that finals yep and peak Curry you know like all of them like mm-hmm. and Bird yeah Bird is that dude Different. Like Bird. 
Larry Bird's scary. Like I, I, if there's one thing, it wasn't my era. I don't know why I defend Larry Bird like this. Obviously, I'm a Celtics fan, but like, man, I hope, I hope how great Larry Bird was does not diminish like in these next ten to twenty. Because yeah. man, he he gets a lot of his praise, but I feel like he still doesn't get enough. He doesn't, and it's probably because of him. Because he's just you know that and like, oh, magic. Whatever. Obviously, you lump Bird yeah. and magic, but like. In your mind, you always think magic is better than Bird. At that time, Bird felt, from what I've seen, Bird felt better than magic. And then I, I've always thought of them, and I, I think like a lot. I don't think maybe maybe that's for you, but I mean, I've always thought of them as literally the same exact player. Just they that are Larry white Bird and black, and can they, shoot. You know, it just it felt like it really just felt like magic was just the LA version of it, and then Bird was the. It just if them them being in Boston and LA for who they were and what they were just fit and they seemed to, to be the exact same player. Honestly, I agree with you. Yeah, and it's like the one thing I think people underestimate the most is Bird's passing ability is neck and neck with Magic's. Like people don't see they don't see that because Bird's assist numbers is more so seven a game rather than Magic's eleven. But it's like, but if you watch clips of Larry Bird, he sees the floor as good as any player to ever play yeah that's why i like that's why the bird lebron debate is it's an actual debate Mm -hmm. because it larry bird is every bit to me like obviously two-way lebron of course is better he can probably definitely guard on ball than larry bird yeah sure larry bird's an underrated defender i would say yeah but uh everything else game wise like yeah smart defender um i think larry bird's a better pass than LeBron, and I, you know, like you were saying, LeBron is LeBron averages more. I think Larry Bird's career is probably like five or six assists. I think right? he's, I think his career averages are 24, 10, and six, and LeBron's is 27, seven, and seven. seven. And uh, yeah, I think and it's not to call LeBron an overrated pass, LeBron's one of the greatest passes of all time, but I think just go look at those Larry Bird clips, they're ridiculous. Like he's thinking he's five steps ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, this could be the most random thing I bring up on this podcast, popular, probably, so far. I don't know, I'm, I'm sure I've brought up more random, but I had this day a few weeks ago, and everyone's going to be like, who the fuck cares when I say this? But <laughs> I had this one Sunday a few weeks ago where I like just did this deep dive on like Wayne Gretzky, because I knew... You know, I don't know what you know about Wayne Gretzky and the NHL. I fucking hate hockey, by the way. Like, I, See, do I don't like. like I'm not a hockey guy at all. I just know Wayne Gretzky's fake, and I think he has like more assists than like and points and points than like anybody by far. Like he's he's undoubtedly the greatest player of all time. He's basically like a mixture of Messi because Messi creates so much points mm-hmm. as far as goals and assists. Yeah, and Michael Jordan of what he meant to the sport. And they they retired. I don't know if you know this. Retired his ninety nine league wide when he retired, so nobody can wear ninety nine. Uh, that's the fair. He retired. Your Miami Heat. They retired Michael Jordan's jersey because Pat Riley's like, no, no one's wearing twenty. And I can't I get I, for Pat Riley. I completely understand. For, so he, that's he the dealt with, utmost respect. Yeah, I was gonna say Pat Riley dealt, with, and Pat Riley's one of the most well known and one of the best coaches ever. Legendary. Yeah. Uh so I'm looking at Gretzky and I'm just like reading about him and like everything about him was basically that he was five or, ste- five or six steps ahead of everyone else. And it, he literally sounded like the hockey equivalent to Larry Bird. And that's all I could think. And I watched highlights and I like, like I just said, I hate hockey, not a fan of it at all. Go watch some Gretzky highlights sometimes and you'll, you know, one of those things like 
you'll just respect it even if it's not your thing mm-hmm. you can see the greatness you can see the Larry Bird in it all yes of how great of a pastor he was of how many steps he was and I you know to circle that back to Larry that's my favorite thing about Larry Bird is how fucking smart he is like he just Manu Ginobili's the same way like you're like how the hell did they see that how the hell did they do that like yeah. what it doesn't really make sense and it's just and like, they had to be because Larry Bird obviously he was never gonna walk on the floor and be the most athletic so mm-hmm. he had to use his smarts and then the ability obviously to shoot and then just create he just had to be smarter than everybody on the court which he was mm-hmm. which is why people hear the comparisons today with Luka Doncic and Larry Bird I hope people understand that like Luca's not Larry Bird quite yet. Like I, I don't still young. Still yeah, young. She's still young and and he's definitely the, like he's the closest thing we have seen in the modern day to Larry Bird. And I don't know if we can say that because you can. I think Jokic is more Bird when you factor in the rebounding. Yeah, because Bird is almost a legit six ten. Some would mm-hmm. say a legit six ten, and. Like you said, I think his career rebound is like 11. I think it's 10 his, a game. I think it's 24, 10 is he, So he's a better rebounder than... Like, he's a good rebounder. Like, a, yeah. a great rebounder. He felt like Kevin Love rebounding. Like, when Kevin mm-hmm. Love in his prime, just because that 6'10 guy who may not be the most athletic, but knew how to box out, knew how to use his body, and just had a knack for the ball. So I think Jokic's a little closer there. Obviously, Doncic deserves a compare. If there's two players that are close to him, it's those two. Yeah. Um... But yeah, we kind of went off topic. We've been to hip hop, got into uh, Gretzky somehow. What's up, Danny? <laughs> night, night. Damn, you can't even see her anymore. <laughs> Keenan's girlfriend just walked in. She's completely under her covers, but you can't see her. Now you can see her head's popping out, but you couldn't see her before. <laughs> Danny, we'll, maybe before you guys leave, we'll have to do uh, a review of our times at a dive bar. You know what I mean? Some would call it <clears throat> Jaspers, but uh, Gaspers. <laughs> okay, it's a little much. That's a little much. It's a little but, lot. But yeah, what's up, Danny? Glad you got your dirt bike back. But we're about almost forty minutes in here. There's something I want to bring up before. Does it have to do with the New England Patriots? I was gonna do it with all football, but okay. you, you go. It, no, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Um, my fantasy season already has taken a hit. So I drafted J.K. Dobbins second round. Second round? Second round because I knew Austin was looking at him. I drafted J.K. You guys like that very next day pretty much, right? Because um, our draft was a little our draft was a little later. Our oh, earlier, that's right. Because right, so right. we, we had a weekend yeah, over right. from the 13th to the 15th. That's right, because we recorded before that. Yep, and so a couple week and then a week and a half later, J.K. Dobbins blows out his knee, so I'm already hurting at running back, a little sad about it. But, you know, we'll, as a champ, former champion, and current champion, rather, we're going we're gonna to come back. Who would you pick up as his replacement on waivers? Um... I was going to say, he's sitting in my injured reserve because I wasn't sure at first if he was going to be injured for the season because they said he got carted off. They don't know. Um, I'm tr- I've been trying to trade with people. I've been trying to find different things. I picked up Sony Michelle because he's interesting now that he's in Los Angeles. And obviously with Cam Akers out for the year, it'd be him and Daryl Henderson. So he, Sony Michelle may actually become a starting back there. Um, I got I traded for Michael Carter, who is the rookie running back for the Jets. Hopefully, he does something right now. It's Tevin Coleman. I have a running back two for me right now is blank. I have no idea what to do. 
Damien Harris available? No, I've been trying to actually trade for Damien Harris from Timmy Gray. He said he wanted a tight end. I had TJ Hawkinson. He doesn't want the trade anymore because he feels like Damien Harris could have a really good year, which he could. I agree. Also, backup, talking about Patriots a little bit, Stevenson. I don't know if you saw him in the mm-hmm. preseason. He looks... Madre. Yep. yep. Madre Stevenson looks really good. So, JJ Taylor looked good, too. Yes. So I'm hoping, for my fantasy sake, they split carries. So, I, because now, because maybe if even Stevenson could start or do something to get get the ball enough, I could pick him up, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little frustrated. But, you know, week one hasn't even started yet, so it's okay. So let's get to the obvious, shocking Patriots news. Cam Newton no longer a New England Patriot. Yeah, that one threw me off. <laughs> Hurt me a little bit. I can't lie. I, I was I was getting gas. I had my phone out. Look at my phone, and I got the notification as soon as I looked at my phone. And I was like, "What the hell?" Like out loud, like, "What the fuck is this?" Shocked by it. No real indication of it. No, there was Mac any- Jones was playing well, like very mm-hmm. well in camp. Obviously, he just won the starting job and got Cam Newton cut. But Let's say all the sports. Why not cut him early? Yeah. If it's, I mean, I guess obviously you wouldn't know, but I don't know. I'd. I'll say this. I do not feel comfortable. We have probably, if not the best, one of the best offensive lines of football. So he's going to be protected. Top five, top, top five for sure. Top three, I feel. I mean, the Browns have a really good one. The Bucks have a really good one. Depends on what the Cowboys, if they can come back. But there are some good lines, but we're up there for sure. No holes. Um, You know, I thought Cam, obviously Cam gave us a different dynamic. And, you know, I was just having this argument with our grandfather. I've had this, this is the argument about Cam, period, is... Yeah, obviously he wasn't great last year. We also had nowhere near the same team we have this year. Our defense was gone. Our weapons, as much as I argued that they were there, they weren't there. Especially at tight end. If we had tight ends last year, that probably opens up our receivers. Cam still with that. Yes, he turned the ball over. Did okay for what we did. Like I think he went seven and nine. Yeah, seven That's, and nine. The thing that sucked about him is he had eight touchdowns to ten picks, and yeah. then he didn't have many yards. He also COVID really got him. That's one. That's one thing that you could visibly see that mm-hmm. COVID really took a toll on him because prior to that, obviously the Miami game he played well. The People Seahawks were calling game, this a contender after week two. I was going to say the Seahawks, Seahawks game, game. I vividly remember reading how did we let Belichick get him tweets. I remember vividly reading a bunch of those specifically after that Seattle game. Mm -hmm. And then just, uh, they had a bad game. I mean, obviously the Raiders and then the Denver game, I believe it was. Yeah, I think we're 3-1 going in. Or maybe 2-2. I thought we're... Were we three and one? No, we're two and two. I think we're two and two. We beat the Raiders. I remember that. We beat the Raiders. I think that brought us to three and two. That's I think what it was. And then everything fell off. And then everything happened. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you say COVID got to him. That quite literally could be the reason he lost the job this year. He <laughs> Something happened with the tests and he missed, you know. If you're mm-hmm. a sports fan, then you definitely heard it by now. And, you know, then he plays in that Giants game last week. I don't think he threw the ball three or four times, right? He might yeah. have went one for four, two for four. Didn't see a lot of them. Everyone leaving that game thought Kim was going to be the starter because of how many reps he didn't get in those three games. Yeah. And then the next day... Or I don't know if it was the next day, but yeah, he's gone. Uh, and I feel like that kind of fucks him over because, you know, the only team he can really go to is a quarterback needy team, which they those will be there, as we know. It's hard. There's like five teams that would make sense. Like Houston makes sense just because of you don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. 
Obviously, the Cowboys semi do just because of the health of Dak. The one that I saw was interesting was the Foot Washington football team because they do have Ron Rivera, so you got the familiarity That one makes a there. lot of sense to me. And then, obviously, it's Ryan Fitz magic or Ryan Fitz tragic, so you right. don't know what you're getting with him every week. Throwing Cam over there. Yeah, so you got like a couple teams there that make sense, and then any team that suffers an injury. Obviously, if you have a chance of getting Cam Newton rather than your backup, he's going to be the best back. If he went on a team, he's the best backup in the league. You would think, right? So I, unless they're unless I'm forgetting somebody, but he's probably the best backup in the league if he gets signed by anybody. So I have a few questions for you off that. Yeah. Number one, you like me are a big Cam Newton fan. Like, yes. Like behind Brady, Cam was probably my next favorite quarterback. Mine's Lamar, but yeah, I'm a, hu- I'm, a hu- I'm a huge Cam fan. How do you feel just as a Cam fan, like like me? Like it damn. feels like. When you don't, if you don't work out in New England, it feels like you won't work out anywhere. You know what I mean? Not that he even like didn't work, but like it just feels like. I would say though, difference between other former stars who went there and kind of flamed out, Belichick did nothing but praise Cam Newton. No, definitely. He had an affinity for Cam Newton. Definitely. So it it doesn't feel like the end. And his teammates loved him, which is the most surprising thing about this. I think it was. It doesn't feel like the end, but it feels like. He's got one chance left, and he has to seize it. So what do you think? You think? Do you think Cam gets kind of Vince Young out of the league? I don't want to bring up... I'm going to let you go first. Because I almost got into something. It's hard for me to say. I, or do you think he has his second chance? Because I feel I, like, I feel like even honestly, not to cut you off, but I feel yeah. like if we even change the offense to a little bit of a mobile offense or at least a vertical offense last year, Cam does better. Because well, it seemed like they really wanted him to be Tom Brady. And it's like, that's like asking, be crazy to ask Lamar Jackson to be Tom You know what I mean? Like, you can't ask those kind of quarterbacks to do with Tom Brady. Or, they did that, and then they completely did a 180 and then turned into a, like a 1960s, 1960s offense where they only, it felt like they only ran the power, like they ran the wishbone. And it was like... Because I feel like those first few weeks, he did switch up the playbook a little mm-hmm. bit and Cam did well with it. Like, incorporate uh, incorporate what Cam does well to what Josh McDaniels does well. There's a middle ground there for sure. Yeah. Stay some short routes, but you need to get Cam, like you needed to get Cam a deep thro- threat because Cam may not be as accurate with it, but Cam has a cannon. Can so it. he can as long as you have someone who can take the top off, you have that you can get those underneath throws much easier, which we didn't have last year. And obviously, we didn't have a tight end, so we didn't have a security blanket. He didn't have his Greg Olson. Would have had two of them this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it doesn't. The more we're talking about it. He had no chance. Like, obviously, it shows how great Brady was because Brady had that same year, but Brady, everyone thought Brady had a terrible year. He had like 24 touchdowns to eight picks. I think it was was a subpar year for sure. Which is a subpar year for Tom, but like, it he had like the same exact weapons mm-hmm. and it shows how great Tom is because the difference between Tom and Cam obviously and obviously Tom's familiarity with oh the of course his familiarity offense. like he had a much better starting point than Cam did but if you if you're gonna have Cam Newton you semi you have to build an offense around him the same thing with Lamar Jackson same thing with a lot like some of these quarterbacks who are mobile you have to build an offense around them rather than they're not plug and play guys like Aaron Rodgers is like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers can play in whatever system you want him to play in and he's going to be a top five quarterback now let me ask you this let's just say this complete hypothetical yep 
what do you think? Do you think this will happen? If let's say for some reason Mac Jones gets injured week three, like it's a long term injury, like mm-hmm. separate his shoulder or something like that, right? Mac gets injured. Cam is still available. Cam has not been picked up. Do you think? Do you think Belichick goes to Cam, calls Cam up, or do you think he rolls with the Stidham Hoyer combo for like let's say eight weeks? That's he better is. call Cam, right? He better. The call The way Cam. we constructed this roster, and I don't see, and I, I don't. Why not unless keep him Cam, as a backup? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it's a headache because you have Mac over Mac Jones head. Oh, is it Cam's team? And that's what it? they said. That's what the report was. Is they didn't want it to be a distraction to Mac Jones. Like what? Whatever. <laughs> like I, I, I guess feel like if me, anywhere it wouldn't be, would be there. Like it seemed like they're really. I don't, something doesn't add up with this. I it doesn't know. feel like it is because it's not like Cam was on a five year deal. Mm-hmm. He's on a one year deal. So for cheap. For cheap. So after this season, we after this season we knew it was going to be Max team regardless. You unless don't Cam it, balled out. Unless Cam went crazy, <laughs> but you don't take a quarterback fifteenth overall just to be like eh. You know, and we don't need to really play him for like four years. Like I you, thought he was he, a perfect bridge quarterback. I, he, I don't he was. He's like a Teddy Bridgewater. It felt like a Teddy Bridgewater kind of thing who feels like the perfect bridge quarterback between anybody. But I don't know. We'll see. I I hope Kim, if if he's, I mean, he probably won't be back with us. But if that specific situation were to happen, if that does not happen, I hope he finds success elsewhere. Cause I do too. I really he hope deserves he, it. I really hope he finds himself a situation. I would like for him to get in a Peyton Manning situation in the sense of, like, in 2015. He can do more than Peyton Manning, obviously, in 2015 right now. But, like, a, you don't have to be Superman, pun intended, for him to win games. Like, you can go out there and just kind of do your role. I'd love for it to find him, like, if you went to the football team, I think that'd be perfect. I think so, too. I think because they have, they're only missing a quarterback. They have no holes, really. Their defense is going to be top five. Their offensive line is the only other thing that's, like, not the best, the best, but they still, Logan Thomas is a solid tight end. Terry McLaurin. They got Curtis Samuel, who is a very good slot. Antonio Gibson. Like, they have... They could make if they had a quarterback this year, they could be a sleeper for a Super Bowl. Legitimately, they're that good. So they just they need a quarterback, and not that Cam could definitely put propel him there, but I, he has a better chance than Ryan Fitzpatrick to me. I agree. <clears throat> so, next question. Yep. If Cam is signed by any team, what what week? What week do you think he gets signed in? Next week? Do you think it's like week two, week three, week four? If Late he's, in the season. If it's season. not next week, I think it's close to like week eight. I think. So you don't think he gets signed till midseason or any time in between week I, eight? Uh, I think in between maybe, but I think if it wasn't going to be within the first two weeks, it would have to be around like week seven or eight with an injury. And you're betting that team's the football team? I would. If I had to take a bet, it would be the football team just because Ron Rivera, the familiarity in that kind of. And there, that people kind of, seem to think the Cowboys too. Yeah, the cow and the Cowboys make sense too, just because Dak's not going to worry about Cam Newton being behind him, like taking his job. And obviously, they are coming off of a gruesome leg injury and shoulder concerns. There are concerns about Dak's health, hmm. so I get why you would get someone like Cam Newton because last year. Their backup quarterback, I mean, Andy Dalton, cool, great. And then they have Cooper Rush right now, I believe. 
I'm and they sure had a, everyone listening to this podcast, other than maybe like two Cowboys fans, don't know who Cooper Rush even is. And they had uh, Ben DiNucci, right? Ben DiNucci, Italian, like Italian yeah, Italian no, they had DiNucci. That was just, <laughs> they literally had just nobody. They were throwing in nobodies. Surprised they didn't go get Kit. Dave, what you mean? Sorry, Sherry, uh, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. What kind? Strawberry cheesecake. Interesting. Tastes yeah. Like what up? Tastes like butter. Just butter? Yeah. I don't know how butter. I feel about that comparison, but I'll take your word for it. You got some weird uh, preferences and tastes, so I'll let, I'll let that one... S- this was the only option. Smooth. Where was this at? Butter. Detroit. That was really, the only option. Well, they usually no, got pretty good I options. I really wanted sherbet. This was the closest sherbet. thing. Yeah. I really like the totally unbaked. So, um, so I'm not sure if we're going depending on how scheduling and everything. What do you have your thoughts on the NFL season? Do you have like Super Bowl thoughts yet? Or before that, I have one more question okay. for you, which is right. now that we have Mac Jones, yeah, and it's officially him, and they made it clear not Cam, <laughs> yeah, and couple that with Belichick's signees this mm-hmm. year. Looks like we want to be in the playoffs. So what's <laughs> obviously we're judged by rings in New England. Yeah. What's well, give me your prediction? Like what's what's the range you feel for this team? What's the ceiling? What's seven the, what's and the ten floor? to eleven and six? And obviously, it's seven and ten would only be the bumps of a rookie quarterback because you don't you never know with a rookie quarterback. You never know how he's gonna. He's looked good, but these are not. You know what Keep I mean? Going. Keep going because that you know my immediate retort to that would be. Keep Cam, and then if you know, because at the worst, I mean, it's clearly going to be a ball control offense. Yeah, but keep going. I'll, I'll say what I, I, I say would say: seven and ten to like eleven and six, maybe twelve and five. If Mac Jones really just set steps onto the scene and becomes a pretty much rookie of the year kind of level play, and it's possible, especially the way they're it, hyping him. Yeah, up. it's possible. And I'm, I think I have because I had my predictions. I think I have them at ten and seven. I have them making the playoffs as a wild card because I think the Bills are, I think the Bills are more sure than we are right now mm-hmm. because quarterback obviously matters. Bills and are probably the next, your next best bet after the Chiefs and the mm-hmm. AFC. Yep, and and from there, obviously anything can happen. I would, I think I have them. I actually haven't gone through the full playoffs yet. I think I have them playing Cleveland in round one, and I don't know what to do from there. I think they had have on your mindset would say Cleveland's going to win, but obviously Belichick playoffs. Like, they're a team that could make a run, but it all depends on Mac Jones, and it's not likely this year, but they're a likely team next year, depending on the development of Mac Jones. I think they're one year out from being legitimate contenders. I think they're outside, and if they caught lightning in a bottle per se, and got your right matchups, and got, and got that you could possibly get there. But I'd probably have them next year, probably ten and seven, losing in the first round of the playoffs, roughly. That's the season, ten and seven. Yeah. First of all, if I haven't said this already, I hate the eighteenth week. I hate that you can't go eight and eight anymore. I agree. I miss that. I would say in general, I have the same same feelings as you with this team, with Mac. Uh, I would say Belichick and McDaniels made a huge statement on what they feel with Mac Jones. Uh, Belichick ain't here for a rebuild, right? 
He's not, especially after Tom Brady winning last year. People can say what they want. Of course, Brady wants to win one without Belichick. Of course, Belichick wants to win without Brady. Like, of course they want that. That's just the way these guys are wired, right? That's the way life is. I mean, you don't want to always be coupled to somebody else when you have such a... When you feel like you're good enough to not be. Like, you want to feel like you are the best. Right, right. And, uh, you know, there's... Belichick's peerless as a coach. Peerless. Oh, yeah. Especially in today's league. Uh, so the only thing he can judge himself by now, especially after Brady winning, is winning that Super Bowl without Brady. Right? Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the ceiling's 10-7, and 11-6, 12-5 at the most. I think it is. Uh, but as we saw last year, this running attack's going to be a problem. This offensive top lines. five running game game in the league. Obviously, we don't have a top five running back, but when in collective, I think we're going to end the year about top five or six. I think with Cam, it takes a ding mm-hmm. for sure because obviously he's he one of the such, best running back, especially at the goal line. He was yeah. crazy with us. But I still think with the way that Belichick's going to run, <clears> I think we're going to probably have one of the five highest percentages of runs in the league, and we're going to probably be one of the top at least five, if not at least seven, if not five. So we have a great offensive line. An elite offensive line. Mm-hmm. An elite rushing attack. Yep. Don't know what we're getting from a quarterback, but we're expecting a, at least above, slightly above average right now. Yes. Right? Like 25 touchdowns isn't crazy for Mac Jones. No, I don't. Especially I, in the past. In 18 games, in 17 games instead of 16 games, I think if he, if he almost touched 30, it wouldn't shock me. I think you could say we for sure have two of the top 10 tight ends in the league. Um... Uh, two of top five, we twelve. Yeah, yeah. No, you could make an argument for two of the top ten. An improved there. receiving core. Jacoby Myers being the star out of this. Nikhil Harry's obviously banged up, and you know it's the Nikhil Harry story. Just, he was having a good camp. People say. Yeah, I, Aglahora as well having a good camp. I just wanted. I Jacoby Jacoby Myers is fine right now as a number one with other weapons. He's well. He's part, our slot. Well, no, I'm just saying he's... Number one producer, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you. he's perfect at a number two. Like, I feel like if you were to have... I wanted them to make a move for Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay. That's what I wanted. Because if we would have had Kenny Galladay, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, with then Nelson Aguilar to take the top, like, that would have been perfect. I just... I wanted one, but I'm happier, much happier now that we got Hunter Henry if he can play more than eight games in mm-hmm. Johnny Smith. So, with that, coupled with this... Potentially special defense, especially when we get Gilmore back. Like, yep. this defense is gonna be a problem, especially the front seven. Like, both sides of the line are elite, and we haven't had that great of a front seven in a while. And we just got we got in doses this year. Mm-hmm. Our secondary is deep, especially when Gilmore comes back, especially mm-hmm. at the safety position. So, this reminds me very much of the early Patriots teams with Tom Brady. And fucking, I hate to say it, but Mac scarily looks like an early Tom Brady. Like, he just does. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's Tom Brady. Not saying he's anything close to Tom Brady. Because he's not. But. He's better than bo- Tom Brady was as a rookie. Probably, like when, yeah. When coming into the league, he's clearly better than Tom Brady was. I mean, one's a 15th pick. One was a 199th pick. And what like, they like about Mac is the same thing they liked about Tom Brady. Which is he's smart with the football. Makes good decisions. Which Tom Brady always has. He's, you know, as he, even as a young quarterback. And it also helps Mac coming from the best program in the entire country in Alabama with Nick Saban, who is Belichick the, and Saban are like I was gonna this. say They're the closest 
one of the closest things to Bill Belichick as a coach is Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's coming from, he understands the kind of cutthroat attitude, the how important it is to show up on time and just practice means more than the games ascend almost as much, you know what I mean? I tweeted when they picked Mac Jones that that tells you all you need to know about Mac Jones that Bill Belichick picked him that early yeah. and specifically from that school, yeah. Alabama. So, building this up because it's probably been five minutes I've built this up now. <laughs> but okay. with all that, they really should be, uh, you know, people aren't saying this, but they could be contenderish here by like week six or seven we could be having a different conversation about the patriots it really now, depends I'm on s- mac jones yeah it really does and i don't think he's going to turn the ball over and if he does man they really better be calling cam newton if he happens to be available mm-hmm. but yeah i'm in the same camp as you i don't think i can't say i don't think that but right now i don't think they're a contender the way the bills and the chiefs and the as I say, Bills, Chiefs, for Browns. me, Bills, Chiefs, Browns. You got to put the Ravens in the conversation. I wish if they were tier got, lower, but if, yeah, 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 they are tier lower. If they would have gotten a, if they would have gotten Julio, they're in that tier. They Tit- just don't have a wide receiver. Titans are kind of in the Ravens group too. Their defense isn't the greatest, but they got the, a lot the, of talent. The reason I don't, I actually don't have them making the playoffs. Really, and it's because of their defense. Ooh. I'm not sure if they can stop a nosebleed. Who in the AFC South? I don't need everything. Uh, the Colts. The Colts, so you you bet on Wentz, have, who you were not a big fan. I am of. not a big fan of that. I have them both at nine and eight. That is <laughs> I interesting. Really don't I don't the Colts have a. What's col- your thing a, with Wentz, by the way? What? What's your thing with Wentz, by the way? Why don't you? I just I think he turns the ball over too much. It's the same thing with Daniel Jones. I think dude's a stud. Especially. I think he has stud talent, but I just he just makes so many dumb decisions that he has all the potential there. Like the potentials there, the arm strength. Because like, obviously we saw in the year that he may have won it, probably would have won MVP, but he got injured. Eleven and zero, right? They, Going into that game, they I think. were. I think they had eleven. I think it was like week fourteen. I don't think, I don't know if they're undefeated or not. They were. They were the best team in the league, obviously, because they got they the won one, it all that year. They got the one seed anyway. But um, don't know who they played, but yeah, they won it all that year. Who they played? When it, don't remember who they played in the Super Bowl. They won that year. The Patriots. <laughs> I know. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you were being, <laughs> I thought you were being dumb for a nah. second. No, I absolutely no idea. I don't know what Brady did. Um, but no, I just if he can clean up how he plays quarterback, then I think the Colts are going to be they, they could be scary because they have a running attack. They're a team that we didn't mention. Maybe the best offensive line in football with a with a very good defense. So mm-hmm. they're a team that's scary. Um, I was actually talking with Austin randomly enough the other day. Andrew Luck left at the worst time. They yeah. finally got a they finally got a defense and they finally had an offensive line to protect him. I understand because he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. It's fine, like he had the right to, but it's weird just because through all the years the one thing that they were missing was the offensive line and then they got it and then he left. It's just weird how that kinda happened. Yeah. Uh which is kinda yeah, funny to Very weird. Of. Andrew Luck is that'll forever be an interesting story, especially it, it, how yes. that all happened. Yes, um, Andrew Luck was, if you didn't know, the best quarterback prospect since Peyton, basically. And if so, some even said the best like total prospect since John Elway, Andrew Luck was. Now people are putting that on Trevor Lawrence. Like people are making him sound like the best complete prospect since Andrew Luck, which is saying a lot given what I just said about Andrew Luck. Right? Yes. So he he is supposed to have the career that Andrew Luck. 
cut himself short of having. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see how he does. Obviously, oh, I'm I don't, really excited I don't watch as watch. much college football as I used to, which is, you know, I watch none, basically, except for, like, maybe the the bowl games. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <sighs> I'm really excited about... I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy, so I'm excited about I'm Trevor excited Lawrence. to see... Um, I'm excited to see a lot this season, you know? I, I, I like all rookie quarter, all the rookie quarterbacks. I think that Justin Fields should start from week one. Like, we know what Andy Dalton is. It's not much. So we should just... It's the definition of average. Yeah, he really is. He is average. It, we know Justin Fields... It truly uh, feels like football's back. Like, unlike does. last year, like, if, if like, I'm ready for mm-hmm. it. Like, I didn't do yes. as... I didn't do much as much prep this offseason as I usually do. And, uh, you know, obviously we've been very busy. We'll get to that at the end here. Yeah. But uh, it just feel, it really does feel like it's back. Like, I'm all in on this Patriots team. I cannot wait. I'm going to be by week after week one. I'm going to be, like, insane. You know how every football season is. Like, your Monday through Saturday really does kind of revolve around what your Sunday is. Your Sunday definitely revolves around football. Yeah, I was going to say... Especially for you being on the fantasy end, but, like, man. I was going to say, you have to care about Thursday, and then it's Thursday, and then, obviously, Sunday, then Monday. How do One quick question. How do you feel about the NFL, like, officially saying Christmas Day we're having games? Because they have games on Christmas this year. I think it's on Saturday. They have, like, two games on Christmas. They've been doing that the last few years. It seems yeah. like they've had at least one. It's stupid because, you know, obviously you're missing a big part of your demographic because a lot of people are watching the NBA that day. Yeah, it always felt like I know Thanksgiving, I football, Christmas, basketball. That's, that's, how it that's should just be. always how it felt. That's how it should be. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know exactly what it is because I think Christmas was on a Saturday last year, so Christmas might be on a Sunday, so they're playing all the games on Christmas Eve. No, the last year was on a Friday, and was this it? year's on a Saturday. Word. Yep, because it was on okay. a Friday. And, and they're all playing on Saturday instead of Sunday, or two No, games. there's two, two games, games on Saturday. What are the games, you know? <sighs> No, I don't have it offhand. I I do know it's two games, and I don't have them offhand. Because last year, if you remember what Christmas Day was, last year Christmas Day was the Alvin Kamara six-touchdown game against the Vikings, I believe. That that high-scoring game. So whoever had him that day in fantasy, they blew out because that was towards the – that's the fantasy playoffs too. But But yeah, I don't don't necessarily like that because I don't don't see the point. It just puts – Sports fans that love basketball and football in a bind, it really does. I was gonna say for the football fans, it's cool because it's another day where they get to watch football, and because there are football fans who don't fully care about basketball. Obviously, yeah, 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 obviously. But for me, I don't care for it because, especially if it's at like the four, the four or five o'clock games, which are normally the best game of the day. Mm-hmm. You get like. How in the past it was the Warriors, Cavs, or like you like those games are going to be at that time. I think Lakers, Nets will probably be at like the five o'clock slot. Mm-hmm. And if I have to choose between that and a good football game, I'm going to choose a basketball game. But it makes me mad because if it's a good football game, I want to watch that as well, especially towards the end of the season where every game matters more. Absolutely, absolutely. If you had an NFC team to come out, do you know who would be? Because I know I, you would say you hadn't had much thought into it, but just off of knowledge, who would you have come out? The Bucks obviously are going to be scary. Mm-hmm. They got they're loaded. Yeah, they're loaded. Their yeah. defense is loaded. They got I think they got better on defense. They got more weapons on offense. They got your every single question, person back. Your only question is: Is Brady going to be an actual forty-four year old this year, or is it going to be Tom Brady? Because if he's going to be Tom Brady, 
you at least are going to be in the NFC Championship game. Like, that's just it. Like, you're going to be in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So, you got Tampa Bay, obviously. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, my team to watch with the, uh, with the acquisition of Matt Stafford, the L.A. Rams. That mm-hmm. would be my team to watch in the NFC. That's a... That's a big. They just have such a high ceiling with that offense now, especially with Stafford. He can. They do. He can throw. He can throw all day, and that's what they're gonna want to do is throw all day. And uh, you know, you mentioned they had Sony Michelle. It was funny because the Patriot, like all the Patriots reporters in camp, were saying how much Michelle had improved in the passing game. And I was actually looking forward to Sony this year. And so for them to trade him for a second round pick to the Rams when he's you know apparently improving, that a shows you how the Patriots running backfield is going to be this year and B, you know, sounds like he'll be an asset for Stafford. So Stafford's finally on a real NFL team with a real NFL coach with real NFL offense and not all this carousel. I'm real interested to see how that works. Yes. Obviously got the Packers with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. you know, that's obviously always going to be a contender. Never know what's going to happen. If you have Rodgers, you're going to be in the playoffs and it just depends on how good your team is this year. If you're going to lose in the divisional or if you could possibly get to the Super Bowl, it all depends. And then, uh, you know, another team, if this quarterback can cut 10 interceptions out, Jameis Winston and the Saints, that could be a problem. If, if Jameis can just take care of the football, cut 10, 8 to 10 turnovers out, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. They got the offense. That defense is loaded. That's arguably the most talented team in the league the last couple years. Yeah. And they had Drew Brees who, you know, looked like, what you say, 2015 Peyton Manning? That's what Drew, Drew Brees, Brees was like. No one wanted to talk about it last year. I mean, that sports stores, um, shows and everything, but yeah. no one really wanted to mention that Drew Brees couldn't throw from, Washed. Couldn't throw from me to the window. And so, Jameis, you got someone who's a strong-arm quarterback, who's a former number, number one overall pick. Who you know? He's got all the talent in the world. Not the best decision maker. He can light it up. He threw for five thousand yards, which uh, and you can see. Touchdowns on your team. Yeah, and you can see what elite company that five thousand yard club is. Uh, yeah, the Saints could be the Saints and Rams are my two teams to watch. You know, Tampa Bay is the easy pick. They're they're literally like a a team you'd create a mat or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're that loaded. And if Brady, if Brady's just, you know. Even if he declines to 80%, you're going to be He's, fine. They feel like the Patriots now in the NFC. You know how the Patriots, you could just like, hey, pencil them in AFC Championship game. It feels, it's starting to feel that way with the Bucks. Obviously, this is just year two, but mm-hmm. um, the Cowboys always are interesting because they always have talent. It's just if they can put it together. Yeah, the, the NFC least is still the NFC least, it seems. That's going to be... They'll find a way to somehow go eight and eight, even though you can't go eight and eight anymore. <laughs> They'll be eight, eight and one, but like they should be. I'm, I have them every Good. year. I always have them at what they should be. Like they should win twelve games this year. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Mike McCarthy is plain. No, he's not that great. So I don't. I don't have high expectations for the Cowboys offside of talent. Um, I think the Giants are the safest bet for me out of the NFC East this year. And then uh, the Giants are interested. Like that, the Eagles are going to be the worst team. That's should just, be. That they're sh- they don't seem to have any faith in Hurts. No, they don't. They uh, to me, they're going to be the worst team. They have I don't know what they're going to do. The Giants are interesting. Just be- it all depends on Daniel Jones, and then obviously Dak, Dak and the Cowboys. It's hard. I understand for people who think that they could win 12 games, and I understand for people who think they'll win seven just because it's literally the Cowboys, and that's what they do every year. 
think and it's going to be football, a rock fight. And then the football team, I think, could possibly win that division too because other than quarterback, I think they're the best team. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take out the quarterback position, they have the best roster out of all the teams. Revere should just go get Cam. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that dude is still 2015. 2015 was, you know, now six seasons ago. Like, it's, mm-hmm. we're a long ways away from what Cam once was in his younger days. But, you know, 2018, I don't think was a terrible season. I'd have like to he played, back. you know, 20, before he, was, he hurt his shoulder, Cam was playing some of the best football of his career aside from the 2015 season. I think he's got a lot of football left. Like, if Joe Flacco's still out there backing up people, he's on, what is he on, the Jets now? No, who the hell is he with? He's on the Eagles. He's Eagles, the Eagles Yeah, he's the Eagles. And now they got Minshew. Um, Which is interesting. Yeah, if Flacco's still in the league and can give you fucking reps as your number two, Cam Newton most certainly can and compete for your mm-hmm. starting job. So, Cam, hopefully you get another start somewhere. Um, I think he will. Yeah. Just a matter of when. Yeah. Two uh, other teams I wanted to talk about real quick. Sure, sure. The Seahawks, they could go anywhere from... Yeah, if, they, if you told me they were 6-11, and 11, I would be like, eh. They're, like, they're the opposite of the Cowboys, where... Their roster doesn't look like it should be phenomenal every year. And they'll find a way to get 10 But they'll find a way to get 11 wins. And then the Cowboys are the opposite. Their team is, oh, wow, they have this player, this player, this player. And then they'll find a way to get only seven. Cowboys going Cowboys. Yeah, it feels like they're the exact opposite of teams. Yeah, the C. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'll be going on to a different team, so say what you're saying. So I know whatever OC they brought in for Russ in the offense is exactly the type of style of Russ wanted. Because I think it's actually a former Rams, either coordinator, something to do with McVay's mm-hmm. staff. And that's the t- type of offense that Russ wanted to, wanted to run. So it should be better. He's got Metcalf. He's got uh, Tyler, Lockett. Tyler Lockett. They got, uh, they got a lot of speed on that offense. Gerald Everett from the Rams, who's a solid tight end. So they should be interesting. Chris They'll Carson be in the depend- Chris Carson, depending. Cardinals be an interesting team with J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. With Kyler, with DeAndre, that whole crew. Uh, the team for me to watch in that division is the 49ers. Yeah, They're 49ers getting, could absolutely make the Super Bowl. I the mean. 49ers got everybody, it's pretty much got everybody back that was on their Super Bowl team. Plus two quarterbacks. Plus, I think you just, I think Trey Lance is the answer. I did I, not give him the offense immediately. I don't know if he looks ready. You've already made it to the Super Bowl, Jimmy G. Keep that in mind. Like, there's familiarity there. Yeah, I, and I'm not a great. I'm not a huge Jimmy G guy. Like, like a lot of people were thinking he was a replacement to Tom Brady. I didn't. But I've that was never Jimmy me. But that dude can. I mean, he he was shit. He was a throwaway from winning the Super Bowl. Like he can. Yeah. He can obviously do it. Well, so. yeah. I was gonna say he played. Like, kinda. He he can do it, and because obviously he was there, he played. C played, C played C football and got to the Super Bowl because like he threw only eight times and against the Packers he didn't mm-hmm. have to play because Raheem Mostert turned into Barry Sanders right but Barry Sanders it felt like he ran for over two hundred but like True. it wasn't that but he had holes for like I could have ran for a hundred because I would have yeah. gotten blocked for ninety five yards Jimmy G's definitely he's more game manager ish than anything and he fits mm-hmm. what they That's do they run a lot of motion there so really all they need is someone to hit open guys they so. they have zero holes on their team as well they're a team that honestly they're a team that comes down to jimmy garoppolo or trey lance and the difference between like them and the football team is you trust kyle shanahan more than you trust ron rivera mm-hmm. 
Because they have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. At least as far as the offense, man. Because Ron Revere is a defensive coach. Yeah. Shanahan's an offensive yeah, coach. For, yeah, for, I mean offensive. And defensively, I don't think... It's Shanahan be, did cough up a 28-3 lead. Yeah, I was going to say, he also coughed up a 20-10 fourth quarter lead. So he can get to the Super Bowl. That That's not the problem. It's in the Super Bowl. Can he make the play? And they obviously lost Robert Sala to the Jets. Not Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they obviously lost Robert, sorry. Robert Sala to the Jets. So that will be interesting. But, but I think that their team is going to be one of like the four best in the NFC. I think they they think they may win the division. Yeah, Niners should be back. But you also could say that you could make a case for any team in the NFC West winning the division, and I couldn't really throw it away. Football next Sunday. You move. So breaking news here: Keenan's moving to Tampa. Starting Wednesday, you yeah, make your way by Brady. October. You're following Tom Brady, <laughs> okay. uh, but you're you're leaving the state. So yes, our schedule's kind of up in the air right now. I do want to get one in before football season starts because I really want to give a little more research and give more in depth predictions like we normally do. So mm-hmm. I do at some point want to do that before Sunday. Um, Obviously, the Thursday is Tampa and Dallas. That's right. So um, I will be. I should be in Tennessee at Mom's by Sunday, and we could record. We could record this coming Monday too, so we'll figure that out. We'll figure out when we record, because there's there's a few topics. I mean, there was topics we brought up before we recorded that we did not bring up, and obviously Drake will be released by then. I so. feel like a whole bunch of music. Yeah, Drake will have released. So Kendrick could do something crazy and drop another. So Would not be surprised if Kendrick dropped like next Friday. Yeah, so something. like things like that. Obviously, SZA coming too. SZA and Kendrick will be out before the new year. I believe. Oh my god, I hope so. That's a lot. We're gonna get a lot of good music. We like we said, Cole. Excuse me, Tyler. I didn't even bring up my favorite album possibly of this year that dropped the Friday before Donda, which is the Ty Dolla Sign Division collab album. Yeah, I, was, I remember you were really excited about that. Yeah, well, I didn't even know it was dropping. Like, I oh, they well. they released two songs, and I didn't really think much of it because, like, I don't know why I didn't put together they were dropping an album, mm-hmm. but then they dropped it. That's my favorite R and B project of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna hold me over, especially until Silk Sonic January twenty twenty two. They said now oh. they're not dropping this year. That <sighs> album's gonna be insane. That album that has such a high ceiling, like that has incredible potential they've only released you've got two for of sure the most, two songs yeah, on it you've got two of the most talented artists in the entire world collaborating collaborating on a project which is going Neither to be should be it's still my shit yeah. that's one of the best songs of the year like, you can make a case that's song of the year really you Neither could the door open. oh for sure for sure cause your hip hop fans will like it like there's not one genre of music that that doesn't like fit into honestly it feels like it can touch every genre not that well that's gonna be a pretty specific it, but like you know what i mean that's gonna be pretty specific because the thing about pack and bruno mars is i mean silk sonic so it makes sense but yeah. yeah the thing about those two the reason why they fit so well together is because a lot of their kind of like leon bridges they're out their uh their sound is built off nostalgia you know what i mean they've yeah. got that they can they can especially bruno but anderson pack too obviously they can make a song today sound like it's from the 70s 80s mm-hmm. like i can't wait that album's gonna sound insane that's gonna be i hope it's like 30 tracks like i would t- i would take 10 tracks i would take 30 tracks from them that album's gonna be incredible yes i but, completely agree yeah i think we're gonna get a bunch more a, a lot more 
great music before the year ends um it's been a great year for music already it, has it seems been. like we're in september already the beginning of september here it feels like the year just started like i can't believe we're in the last quarter already yeah i know but i've got i've got a cup just out of random mm. A battle rap event was last week weekend. It's all all the battles are coming out on Saturday. Uh-huh. Very excited about it. And then Summer Madness, which is one of their two biggest events of the year. This is going to be the first first event back with crowd crowd. Like mm. the last one was had seven hundred people at it, which was obviously lit. I'm excited to see it. But sure. this one's going to have I think two thousand like. 1500 plus for sure okay. so i am excited for that that's on september 25th starts at three and i'm gonna be locked in to that for however long it is i'm excited because there's big names i don't know if you know reed doll is is mm-hmm. murder mooks on it mm-hmm. sue surfs on it john john the don uh geechee Gotti, calico which i don't know if you mm-hmm. doesn't say it so Chess and Easy, the block captain, and there's another battle that I'm forgetting. I still say you but, get into battle rap all the, <laughs> as much time as you invest into oh, it. But, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's, but, oh, God, I cannot wait. That event's going to be phenomenal. I, I don't even know what battle I forgot, but that that event's going to be phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. We've recorded longer than I thought we would. Like, I, I could not stop talking about music. Um, we are now past my eating window so i'm a, i'm in my fasting window i'm on that intermittent fasting um so i'm disappointed in that i can't eat anymore but we are less than two hours away from clb I'm looking forward to that i am too um so yeah we'll make plans to possibly i don't want i don't think this should be our last 802 show yet so one more show before we'll give you a little a little send off because this ain't the end of the Warner Brothers podcast, da da da. But Keenan, yeah, moving to Tampa, following Tom Brady, big things in the future. Yes. Um. Yeah, we'll be back Monday. I guess it'll be kind of our weekend review of CLB, and who knows? Like you could tell me anything, music. I would not be surprised if, for whatever reason, Kanye dropped something. This I wouldn't. This or like weekend. Beyonce came out of nowhere and Beyonce. just said, "Hey, another surprise album. Let me just put it out." Beyonce. Beyonce hasn't released in how many years? About three or four she years. Has, she hasn't released. Well, besides a, that, Lion King. She hasn't shit. released a solo project since 2016. Lemonade. She released the car. Yeah. She released the Carters, the Carters. That was in 2018. She released the Carters, and then obviously the Lion King thing she put out. Damn. I know she put out her homecoming tour on Netflix in 2020, but she hasn't put out a solo project since 2016. Interesting. All right. Which so, I've been. I just see she needs to put out something. I hope. Riri too. Riri's on that thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who haven't dropped in. Frank in Ocean. Days. Frankie. But that that's typical. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For him, but like I just you hope for Frank Ocean. So there's there's a lot of people. Do you have any uh, specific predictions for CLB before we uh before we sign off here? I feel. Random prediction. I feel like Drake's gonna have one of his best verses over the last like eight years. Eight years. Okay. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have one of his best verses. Like you're gonna listen to. It's gonna be like, oh, I haven't heard this Drake. You're gonna start comparing it to the best verses you've ever heard from Drake. Huh. Okay. I thought you were gonna say period in hip hop, but you said from Drake. No, just from Drake. I don't think that's. I mean, that's. I mean, that's up there for period hip hop when you're not all time, but like period hip hop for like now. So I think he'll have one of his best verses, and I think he'll probably have definitely one classic, classic song. 
for sure. Every Drake album is gonna have a classic on it, as yeah. far as as far as a track. Um, Drake, Aubrey. <sighs> Look, I feel like I just have good feelings about this album for whatever reason. Like Scorpion and Views, I really had the same. I don't want to sound like I was a hater then about it. Like I just was really like, all right, Drake's coming. It's gonna be popular. Like cool like we're and mm-hmm. you know we really did get the same sounds from him you know what i mean he didn't really innovate which is kind of the difference between yeah. like him and him and kanye he might do a lot of current sounds like we've seen him experiment like even with the drill music you mm-hmm. know what i mean like he does a lot of what's popping in hip-hop at the time um i feel like he's gonna just from what i've heard it's so different i've heard it's gonna be like his definitive rap album so i'm expecting a lot like lemon pepper freestyle something like that you know what i mean like yes. i'm expecting that watson needs a lot like the three pack right yes but i don't know i think we're gonna get a i think we're gonna get a lot of heartbreak drake on this album judging by certified lover boy the title mm-hmm. judging by the cover i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to the r&b jams on this album but i think i think top to bottom i don't know why i just have a feeling it's gonna be his best album top to bottom i don't know why i have mm-hmm. that feeling that could be completely wrong I, I, i'm not even I like i'd be mad at it of course right i just i have big especially with the the features he did the whole billboard thing i don't know if you saw that with his features he like so for instance like travis scott he's from houston mm. one of the big billboards in houston he said hey houston travis scott's gonna be in this album or the hometown heroes gonna be in this album did the same thing in brooklyn because apparently jay-z is gonna be in this album he said hey brooklyn hey new york the goats on this album yeah, uh, that's actually kind. Of, that's actually really cool. Yeah, 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 he did that with like all his major artists. So it's gonna be like Jay Z, Travis for sure, Lil Baby, Twenty One, Young Thug, Future. Um, there's another big, few big artists on here. A lot of foreign artists. He's got some. I think he's got like a Nigerian dance hall artist on there. So he's got a few. He's got quite a bit. Got some people from Memphis on there. Project Pat, Memphis Legends. So he's got a lot of different features. Yeah, I got high expectations. And I don't usually put expectations on Drake because it's so hard because he's mm-hmm. going to do numbers regard. Like, what? Yeah. He could have an album full of literal shit and it's gonna—it's just going to do yeah, numbers. I mean, it's he going could, to. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm excited. I didn't know about the J. Okay, him and Jay-Z, the they have been, they're two for two so far. At least, I'm, unless they've put out another song that I don't know. But they're two for two so far because obviously it's Pound Cake and Light Up. Yeah, what's the other one? Pop style. Oh, pop. in it for like a second. Yeah, yeah, but I meant like actual song. Yeah, they when they collab, it's kind of like him and Rick Ross when they collab. Like you know, a good track's coming. Allegedly, Wayne's gonna be in the album too. Oh, good. Um, With the Wayne we've been talking, hopefully. Lil Durk too. I don't know if that means just from uh, "Laugh Now, Cry Later" or if he's got a new mm-hmm. track on it. But Wayne, Jay Z, Travis, Durk. Uh, Cuddy, Rick Ross allegedly. Man, it could be the one. It could be the one for Drake. Um We're getting close. I can't wait to react to it on Monday. But for right now, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta apparently not eat. <laughs> I gotta starve. I gotta starve. Nah, but uh yeah. I'm sure we will be talking about this pretty much immediately after it drops. We'll be back on Monday. Warner Brothers Podcast, Kyle Keenan. Have a good night, y'all.